your business grew and now it's plateaued in revenue. You've been stuck at generally the same amount for a while and you're trying to figure out how do I break free? How do we bring in more revenue? How do I get unstuck? Well, you're in the right place because we're going to be talking about how you overcome some of the common revenue roadblocks today on The Growth Engineers. Hey everybody, welcome to The Growth Engineers. I'm Atiba, he's Dean. And if you are brand new to marketing, or a marketing pro looking for some new ways of looking at life, you're in the right place because we're going to share with you some proven strategies, tangible things that you can do so that you can grow your revenue. Dean, I got to ask you because the term revenue roadblocks, even though it doesn't sound like an accounting term, it sounds like it wants to be an accounting term. Okay. So what is a revenue roadblock? So I guess it could be an accounting term, but you've got to have revenue to count to have an accounting problem, right? (laughs) Right. So we're going to help fix that. So revenue roadblocks, I think of them in four pillars, four areas of your business Mm -hmm. that you can identify and overcome those blocks that stop you from growing. Right. So it can impact your marketing, your sales, your teams and systems, your strategy, all parts of the business. So these are tangible, measurable things that are preventing you from moving forward. Like you said, if you've hit a plateau or a ceiling, there's a reason for that. You can identify why and you can set up a plan to move forward and just blast through the ceiling. So that's what revenue roadblocks are all about. All right. So you just teased us, I think, right there. And you said there are four pillars. Yeah. All right. What's pillar number one? Pillar number one is marketing. Okay. Yeah. Number two? Sales. You know where I'm going next. I do. Number three is systems. Okay. And number four is strategy and vision. And so what you're saying here, if I'm hearing you correctly, is if your revenue is blocked in the road, it's because there's a problem in one of these four areas. Yep. And often there's blocks in all four of the areas, right? Unfortunately, but but I will say that there's often low hanging fruit and things that you can focus on first to get things moving, right? So prioritizing, once you understand where the blocks are, prioritizing what you focus on first is obviously going to be really important. Okay, so if I'm the type of person, right? Because I've heard clients say this. Heck, I've said it. If I'm the type of person that says, if I can get a prospect in front of me, they will close. My problem is I can't get enough prospects in front of me. Mm -hmm. Then what I'm hearing you saying is you've correctly identified your revenue roadblock in marketing. Well, that's certainly what it sounds like. Oh, Sounds like. Now, I've heard that story many, many times. Mm-hmm. And then we generate leads and they say, well, my closing rate isn't where I thought it would be. So now is it a marketing problem? Is it a sales problem? 
Or let's take a step back. Is it a strategy problem? Are we offering the wrong thing to the wrong person, maybe even at the wrong price? So it's certainly multi-layered. But if we just take it at surface level and say, we can close, we can prove we can close and generate revenue, we need more leads, then maybe marketing Mm -hmm. is where we start. Now, the question I would ask you, Atiba, is, okay, let's say we can generate 10 leads, you can close 50% of them, you've got five new clients. Do you have the bandwidth to deliver great service? Right. And if the answer is no, then maybe we need to look at systems as well. As a mother. Okay. Because at that point, I'm getting the lead in. I made the revenue, so I feel good about myself but the revenue doesn't continue because my systems fall apart and people leave, they talk bad about me, nobody else wants to work with me. You got it, man. Yeah, so oftentimes you're working on two or three roadblocks at once and sometimes you unblock one area and it creates a challenge or an issue in another Another. area of the business, right? So I think we gotta look at holistic approach and oftentimes I like to start with the fourth pillar that we talked about, which is strategy and vision. Okay. So, so I'm going to turn it back on you a little bit. Have you ever had a client that you wished you didn't bring on? Absolutely. Right? We all have. Naming them right now. (laughs) We we won't ask how many, right? So if you grew your business around more of those clients, is that the business that you want? No, I would quit. You would be doing something else, right? And so coming back to this concept of strategy and vision and knowing – the right kind of client, the right kind of services we want to deliver, the profitability we expect, what are we going to do in the next few months and years? That frames up all of the other three areas of the business. And so while mm-hmm. we may be in the weeds and the engine's running, we just need more leads, we need more revenue, maybe not. Maybe your existing account base, client base, has the potential to generate all the revenue you need if you rethink the strategy of your business? Is there things you can sell? Can you grow those relationships? Well, that's a different type of marketing block. Right, right. The new logos to your business. Okay. So I feel like you're touching on something here, Dean, and it almost, which is very strange for you, okay? And for (laughs) y'all who watch this show, y'all know Dean. This is strange for him, okay? Because Dean is always going to be very quick to lean into understanding your customer, right? And it feels like you were starting down that path just now and you kind of grazed it. So are you saying this is one of the times when I don't have to understand my customer that well or were you grazing but really meaning go eat in the pasture? (laughs) I am saying know what you want first. Here's the beautiful thing. Mm. We are business owners. We're this infamous bucket of people called entrepreneurs. And we all got into business for different reasons. But one common reason is we felt like we want to carve our own path, make our own stamp on the world. So until you're clear with that vision, what do you want? What do you want in your business? What do you want in your future? What do you want in your life? Are you trying to get out of the corporate grind, reduce your stress and spend more time with your kids? Then build your business around that dream. And that will impact your ideal client and who you work with and what you do. So we tend to think about find a problem, solve a problem, find, no, no, no. I'm gonna tell our audience, don't do that if you're building your business, come back to you, start with you, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go back almost 15 years, about 13 years ago or so. Okay. And I'm going to pretend that you said this to me 13 years ago. And 13 years ago, I would have told you, I know that Dean, but I can't do it. Nothing you said, I don't already know. And I'm saying that because you're listening to us. You're probably doing the, some of you are probably where I was 13 years ago too. It was just like, if you knew how deep I was in this muck and this mire of just trying to survive, you would understand I don't have time to do all of this frou-frou, <laughs> find yourself and vision stuff. We just need more leads. And then we'll be fine. And then I can spend the time with you and do all that other stuff. Talk yeah. to me 13 years ago. All right. Do you want to just do more work? Do no. you want more leads? Or what's the outcome of more leads for you? More revenue, which hopefully would be more profit. Okay. So if you doubled your revenue tomorrow, how would that impact your life? I hope I'd have more money and more okay. profit. Ah. This is what I would have said 13 years ago. Totally right. I hear. So more money, more revenue doesn't necessarily equal more profit, more abundance, more life, less stress. Doesn't. It just doesn't. So I was in that same boat. I've been through this cycle twice, starting up a business and just like, shoot, I'll take any revenue I can get. And I knew the second time I'd been through it the first time, but you still follow some old habits. But here was the difference the second time around. Mm -hmm. is I knew there was a path to getting out of that cycle. I needed revenue. I needed to produce work. I needed referenceable clients. I needed to build a team, but I did it with a goal in mind of to get out of that, we'll take anybody, any revenue, anytime, right? So my revenue roadblock in that time wasn't the revenue, it was the source of revenue. I couldn't grow based on those early clients, but I knew that going in, but that was it served a bigger purpose, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But what happens with so many entrepreneurs is they never get out of that cycle. They're never aware enough or spend enough time to think about where they want to take the business. The first year, two years, three years, five years in some cases, it's a struggle. It's a yeah. struggle. But you get to choose to be stuck in that struggle or take 30 minutes. 30 minutes and think beyond the struggle. And that's where I think this concept of vision it doesn't have to be this woo-woo, you know, like vision ball, dream ball thing. No. Just be aware of it. it. Makes a huge yeah. difference. And for me, it made a big difference because I went through this cycle of small clients, low value, fast turnover to produce some revenue, get some fuel in the engine. It created a bit of a flywheel. And then I could, okay, I started to scale up. I started to change my message. I started to go up market with my offer. But I did it intentionally because I learned the first time around, we have to do that. Yeah. I've got two questions, but I want to ask this one first. Again, speaking to me 13 years ago, can you get there by yourself or do you need help from a coach? Did Michael Jordan have a coach? Yes. Did, did Tiger, Tiger Woods have a coach? Yes. 
absolutely. You can get there on your own. It's painful and it's slow. And from my experience, you're never going to achieve your fullest potential. And I know that sounds a little woo-woo, but you're just not on your own because you're in a vacuum. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. I know you're a huge advocate of masterminds. You travel around the country and go to these masterminds. Why do you go? For the people in the room who can see me from an angle that I cannot see myself. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if any of our listeners have heard of a, a guy named Ed Milet. Mm-hmm. Ed Milet is a, a, a big name out there in the world, motivational speaker and done a bunch of stuff worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And he has this concept of the internal thermostat. I don't know if you've heard this analogy before or not, but the internal thermostat, think about a thermostat in a room, right? You said it's a 72, the door opens, cold air comes in, the heater kicks on. Or the warm air comes in, the AC kicks. It brings you back to 72, regardless of what's happening in the environment around you. Always comes back to 72. Our internal thermostat is the same way. It works the same way. Whether it's financial, success, self-worth, doesn't matter what it's about. You're set at 72. And by being around people at a mastermind that have achieved greater things than you, Nature takes its course and your thermostat will raise up to 73 and 74. And before you know it, you're attracting things into your life and doing things differently to be at 74 degrees, not just 72 degrees. And that's one of the revenue roadblocks and sort of one of the things around vision and strategy is what's up here, what's between our ears. You've experienced it, right? I've experienced it being around amazing people that I'm like, I don't even deserve to be in this room. But just being around them raises your game. Yes. Raises the temperature. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, yes, I'm a huge believer in coaching and masterminds. It's imperative because there is no successful person in the world who doesn't have a coach. And most of them have several. Okay. Several, not just one, several who see them from different angles. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I work with a client. They are an executive coaching firm, and they work with C-suite executives in enterprise and Fortune 500. Mm-hmm. Right? Very niche, but they own. They work on the executive's mindset because that impacts the organization, the teams, the systems. They don't work. They're not working on delegation skills and how to hire. They're working on the stuff between their ears. They're a very narrow coach. And those executives have other coaches for other areas of their organization yes. and business. So it's really important for our listeners to know that don't go it alone. You don't have to. That help can be free or it can be hundreds of thousands of dollars a day. <laughs> right. right. You can have a mentor of an amazing individual you will never speak to one-on-one because you can absorb all of their stuff online. They put good stuff out there. Absorb it. Live it. Do something with it. That's the other thing, right? Do something with it. Got to act. You got to act. So if you, 13 years ago, you're getting your business rolling, yeah. you look at those four pillars of revenue roadblocks, where would you, knowing what you know today, the Atiba today, what advice would you give the Atiba of 13 years ago? Where would you change your focus? You know, that's such a great question, Dean, because I, and I, it's, a, it's one of the things that I've thought about right? And I've thought about it because that Atiba 13 years ago ended me for the second time in my life into some serious financial trouble, right? Which this current Atiba is finally out of. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? And so looking back, it would have been that it was all here. It was all here, right? And I was completely looking at that business from a poverty mindset. And that poverty mindset translated into everybody we hired. It translated into everything. And then every transaction became a negotiation, right? And clients who wanted cheaper for stated price, and it just drug everything down. Yep. Drug everything down. And so it was, it was completely, it started here between my ears and it, that was the screw up that i had then but what it has done for me dean to, just to be completely honest with you as well is it shows me that i'm still screwed up between the ears because i may not be dealing with the same poverty mindset that i was dealing with back then but there's still remnants or it shows up in different ways or it shows up and there's still that thermostat right there's still, like, I, I give you one and just real talk, y'all, real talk. Okay. I'm one of those people who I will look at the bank account and say, whoa, there's a lot of money there. Everything's good. We can chill. We can go buy stuff. No need to go sell anything. We're good. And then all the bills hit. <laughs> and <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> right. Yep. And so I've had to learn in my mindset, stop looking at the bank account. Stop it. Get somebody else to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because Find that it's thing that drives you, that helps you understand your level of achievement, success, goal attainment. What is the thing that drives you to the next step versus yeah. paralyzing? And if it's the bank account, some people, it's a motivator, right? When they see it go below a certain line, they're rolling again. Other people, it stops them. It tanks them. And then it becomes a revenue roadblock. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. And it becomes a roadblock. But I want to go back to a term that you used because it's a term that you just kind of said, but it's one that I don't know if most people understand, especially when we're talking about revenue. Okay, and the systems it takes to generate revenue, what this term really means. And that is, you said you created a flywheel. Oh, okay. Let's talk about flywheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll try and paint a picture for our viewers and our listeners. So it's the inevitable rolling a big rock, even up a hill. But let's say you're rolling it on a flat surface. You have to push that rock. And you get it rocking, you get it rolling, and slowly you get it moving. And then you get it moving more, and you push a little more, and you get a little more momentum. And then all of a sudden, when you push it, you go farther, you go faster. And all of a sudden, you just need one finger to keep that thing rocking and rolling. And then, at some point, it just rolls on its own. It just yeah. it's gone. It's going. That's the concept of a flywheel in business. And in our case, what we're talking about, a revenue flywheel, is where you put the systems in place the content in place, the people in place, where your results become a self-fulfilling prophecy. It just happens because you figured out the system. Yeah. And early on, we're just figuring out what the heck we've got and how we're going to sell it, let alone have a system in place or a set of systems in place that produce that flywheel effect. 
So let me ask you a question, Dean. And maybe you have an answer for this. Maybe you don't. Maybe this is just a soft pitch to you. Do you know anyone who can help a business figure out where their problems are with some of these pillars and how to build that flywheel? You know anybody? You know, I've run across a couple of fellas that can help with that. <laughs> <laughs> Any of them on this? <laughs> There's a couple in, in this vicinity, I guess. Yeah, right, right, right. But it goes back to that again, like don't try and figure it out on your own, right? There's ways to get help. And whether it's Atiba or I, we do similar things, we do different things, we can, you know, add value in lots of different ways. Whether it's us or not, it's irrelevant. You can figure it out with free information. You can figure out paying hundreds of thousands of dollars, like I said. The point is acknowledge where you're at and seek help. But then ultimately, I'll throw a question at you, man. Have you ever yeah. had clients where you've given the same advice to two mm -hmm. different clients and they've got vastly different results? All the time. Why was that? Why do you think they got different results? Oftentimes, it's who took action and who believed, right? Because there are a lot of people who, in a clinical trial, will get a placebo drug and still get better. Why? Because they believed. And you say, oh, that, that sounds woo, woo I know it does. But the reality is it, science has proven that that happens. The power of the mind. Right, the power of the mind. So if it's there, are so many times with a client, if you don't take action and you don't believe, you're not going to have the success. If you believe and you take no action, nothing gets done. If you take action but you don't believe, then you're just wasting time. Absolutely, belief comes before action usually. Right? Let's think of it. There's a four four pieces to this cycle. Right? There's feeling, belief, mm -hmm. action, mm -hmm. and results. Feeling, if you have the right feeling, you you know you like you own it. It will change how you believe. That will impact you taking action, and action always creates results. Results. That's a flywall unto itself. I felt like at one point in my career, one point in my life, I became the self-help book junkie. I read it all. I yeah. watched the podcast. I did it, all. but you know how much of it I implemented? One percent. 1%. I was spending all time, all my time consuming and not enough time taking action. And I realized at some point, I've got all the knowledge I need to do the first freaking thing. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, that's the takeaway. With any roadblock in your business, very little substitute for just taking some action. Go get your ass out there and do something. Do it. Just do it. Do it. And listen, if you are at the, that place where you've been facing revenue roadblocks and it's time to just do it and it's time to take action, and yeah, you may not know exactly what that action is. Well, we've got a link down below. We can help you with that because you've got to move. And so that's the action to take right now. Go click that link. Go click that link. Let us start a conversation with you to help you start to take action and fix your revenue find them and fix your revenue roadblocks we'll see you next week everybody